0: Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyhaar.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life.
1: Everybody's afraid they're not enough. The way out of it is stop focusing on you. Do you know how you to discover who you are? Serve others.
0: Thanks to Shopify for supporting the Kathy Heller show. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a free 14-day trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to shopify.com/dreamjob. Thanks to TurboTax Live for supporting my podcast. Whether you own an up-and-coming small business or you're invested in crypto for the first time, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or even do your taxes for you start to finish, no matter your unique situation. Visit turbotax.com to learn more. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kathy Heller show. I am so excited. I've got two big announcements. First of all, Tony Robbins is here today. Tony Robbins is here today. So epic. I cannot wait to get into that. I can't even tell you how much I felt all the feels leading up to the interview. And he was just so sweet and so easy to talk to. And it really, really was a pleasure. I can't wait to dive into that. Before we do, I just want to let you know, I have another huge announcement for you. I told you this was coming and here it is. For those of you who did not join Abundant Ever After, my signature program, The Doors Closed Last Week, well, I have good news, which is that we have another program called Made for Millions. Made for Millions is something that if you joined Abundant Ever After, you got that with the cost of admission. Abundant Ever After gave people access to three programs, Abundant Ever After, which is 12 weeks, plus podcasting, and they got, those who joined it got Made for Millions, Made for Millions is now available to you. It's being sold separately and it is incredible. It is 16 weeks, you guys. It's a beast. It is live with me and the brightest, most amazing women I know from Martha Beck to Jerisha Hawk to Candace Nelson to Morgan Harper Nichols to Jenna Kutcher. We will be with you 16 weeks live on Zoom calls where we will be sharing the most powerful lessons in not only mindset, but in business strategy for you to walk into your next level, to open up. It's here already. The money's already here. The opportunities are already here. It's just about claiming it. This program made for millions is the best deal I've ever offered because it's 16 weeks. And right now you can join that And it's $197 a month. That's the payment plan. And you can go to kathyheller.com slash millions and look at all the details. You're going to be amazed at the quality of the humans that are in there and the power, the synchronicities that are going to show up, the way your path is going to unfold. I am so here for it. I can't wait to watch you guys just co-sign on this possibility and receiving this majestic life, the way you want to live, the money you want to make, the places you want to travel, it's here. And me and my very, very amazing friends are going to hold your hand and walk you into this life that was always here for you, designed for you. Just like every redwood was meant to reach as tall as possible, you were meant to live a life where this feeling of more because you are more is always flowing through you because you have so much to give because the world is so thirsty for you to show up and take your seat. And because all that is around you, it is something that was meant for you to, to enjoy, to take pleasure in. And so made for millions is here. You can join us before the doors close, go to kathyheller.com millions. And this is your ticket to 16 weeks live with me and some of the brightest stars in the space kathyheller.com slash millions. And if you are an alumni of any of my programs or you're in our lit up membership, DM me on Instagram because I have a special discount code for you. All right, well, now we're going to dive into today's episode and the man, the legend, Tony Robbins is here. Tony Robbins is the number one life and business strategist and peak performance expert in the world. He's a number one New York Times bestselling author, a global entrepreneur and philanthropist. The amount that this man has contributed is beyond words. Over the past four decades, he has empowered more than 50 million people worldwide through his programs and events. He's consulted with the world's greatest athletes, entertainers, Fortune 500 CEOs, and four U.S. presidents. And through his philanthropy and partnership with Feeding America, he's provided more than 800 million meals and is on track to provide a billion meals by 2025. I mean, how absolutely crazy is it to even comprehend all of that? You've probably been to one of his seminars or you read one of his many bestselling books like Money Master the Game, Unshakable, Your Financial Freedom Playbook, The Path, Accelerating Your Journey to Financial Freedom. But he's here to tell us all about his newest book that came out this week. It's called Life Force, How New Breakthroughs in Precision Medicine Can Transform the Quality of Your Life and Those You Love. In the book, Tony talks with doctors and medical experts to explore the newest breakthroughs in health technology, and he's sharing this information with all of you so you can become more energized, stronger, and live a happier, healthier, and longer life where you show up as the most vitalized, fullest version of you. You'll learn so much from this book, so definitely go get yourself a copy because Tony has such a huge heart and he's donating 100% of the profits from life force to scientific and medical research and providing 20 million meals through Feeding America. I'll be honest that I was anxious before I sat down and interviewed him because I've been listening to him since I was playing his cassette tapes in my old Volvo in 1995. But he really couldn't have been more down to earth and loving. He was such a kind person and it was really amazing to hear all of this wisdom. It's an honor to have this experience. I won't forget it. So without further ado, please welcome the phenomenal Tony Robbins.
1: Kathy, it's Tony Robbins.
0: Oh my gosh. Tony Robbins. I'm going to try to act like I can breathe, and I can't breathe. I've never seen as much goodness come through any person
1: as you. Oh. And- Oh, you're, you're so kind. Thank you so much, Kathy. That's incredible.
0: I just, it's like, there's not seven wonders of the world. You are the eighth wonder <laughs> Carry it, hands down. I'm here to testify. And I'm so glad you are here because you literally to me are like love inside of a, a human because you're so ah. much more. I don't know. I honestly don't understand. You're so generous. I've never seen generosity I went to your event and I was like, we've got our money's worth in 60 seconds. You stood on that stage till 2 a.m. I'm like, this person cares so much about the world. It brings tears to my eyes. God bless you. I just want to kiss your forehead and be done but i get to talk to you i'm well, so excited you. you're here you're the best you thank are the you best
1: thank you so much Kathy. you're so sweet thank you i'm embarrassed of you. I, I think know, a lot you're of you embarrassed that's pretty pretty over the top but thank you.
0: i like want to eat you with a spoon like anyone who actually listens for 60 seconds is converted so oh, um you. i read this whole freaking book i can't believe oh, i, I, I mean, did so <laughs> Let's talk about this book a little bit cuz you worked okay. so hard on it. So, why did you care so much to write this beautiful
1: book? Well, you know, I'm obsessed with anything that can change the quality of people's lives. I have been on um, this is my 45th year doing this. I started when I was 2, of course, right? You know, tell people. But seriously, I started when I was 17 and i've always wanted answers you know the answers that matter about your body about your emotions about your relationships about your finances about your career or your business or about the spiritual side of life and i think that's the stuff that matters and most of us kind of major and minor things so when 2008 happened you know i was doing all the other things i was doing but i was so upset about the abuse in the financial system that i ended up writing two number one bestseller new york times bestsellers where I went and interviewed 50 of the smartest people in the world and said, what do you do? And then simplified it, which is what I'm good at, so anybody could apply it. And then after doing that, you know, I was like, I watched so many of those people and realized, not all of them are happy, obviously, not by any stretch of the imagination, but also a lot of them aren't healthy. And there's an old phrase that says, you know, a person with health has a million dreams. A person without it has one. So I've always been involved in health. I've always been involved. You've been to my events, you know, they go 12, 13 hours a day and I'm holding an audience of 10 or 12 or 15,000 people that wouldn't sit for a three hour movie. So I've had to be a biohacker most of my life, right? So I'm doing things today at 62. I'll be 62 in a couple of weeks that I couldn't do when I was 25 and I've done it because I've studied. So like they've done tests on my body. And when I say they, the guys that work with Tom Brady and a lot of Olympic athletes, and they found... I burn 11,300 calories in one day in that seminar, you're on stage with me. That's the equivalent of two marathons to give you an idea or two and a half NBA games. I jump a thousand times. So every time I hit, I weigh 282 pounds. It's four times your body weight. So think about this, Kathy, a thousand pounds times a thousand jumps in one day is a million pounds of pressure on your body. So if you saw my bone density, it's like inhuman. So because of all these things, I've had to be kind of a biohacker, but the real reason starts much earlier in my life. I had early in my life, I worked my guts out and I became pretty successful working with some of the greatest athletes and business people in the world. And then my brain, you know, the part of your brain that's the fight or flight part, you know, the survival part of your brain, I don't know how to manage it well. And somewhere in my head, I got this thing. I got all the success because I'm going to die young. And I became obsessed with it. And intellectually, I knew better, but like I'd have dreams about it. And it wasn't like, you know, quick, like a car hitting me. It was wielding away from cancer. And then sure enough, when you focus on something enough, it enters your life. And the first time was not me. The first time was my girlfriend came home one day crying uncontrollably. What's up? What's up? She couldn't even talk. I'm on my mom. Your mom, my mom has cancer. And then they told me they sent her home to die. She has nine weeks to live. And if it would have been me, I don't know that I would have kicked in gear with all my abilities, but you know, you're a mama. I'm a daddy and a grandpa. So it's like, you do it. We'll do more for those we love than we'll ever do for ourselves. So it's like, there's an answer. I, other people have been at stage four cancer and turned it around. You know, I'm, I, I consume books. I'm going to go find the answers. And so I went on this journey and I found this book called One Answer to Cancer written by this dentist who had pancreatic cancer, which is usually the death sentence. He was told to go home and die and he wouldn't give up, and he detoxed his body through a variety of things, used pancreatic enzymes, and 15 years later, totally healthy and alive. So I said, I don't know if this is the only one, but let's start with this. They say you're going to die in nine weeks. Why not give it a shot? And I gave her as a man to manage her head. And within a few weeks, she felt considerably better. She had a a tumor on the back of her uh, shoulder here that was protruding out. And within a few weeks, you couldn't see it. She had a tumor in her feminine parts, and after – Nine or 10 weeks, I don't remember the exact number of weeks. She should have died by now. The doctor suddenly said, let's do exploratory surgery and see what's going on here. And all they could find in her entire system was something the size of the end of my pinky fingernail, literally. And the doctor said, this is a miracle. And she said, it is a miracle, but let me tell you what I did. He goes, no, no, this is spontaneous remission. I don't care what you (laughs) did. She was 40. She's now in her 80s, still alive. And it changed my whole life because it took away my fear. It geared me to be the biohacker that could do all these great things with my body And then I got my own tumor diagnosis later on in life. When I was 32, I'm a helicopter pilot, and I go in. You have to renew your license every two years by getting a new physical. And, you know, I left, did the physical. There was nothing wrong with me as far as I was concerned. And all of a sudden, my assistant keeps calling, saying the doctor says he wants to talk to you. And I said, just tell him to send the report. I was so busy. I come home one night, and there's a note on my door, and it says, call the doctor as soon as you're home. It's an emergency. So – All my fear starts flooding my body. It's like, I I eat well. I do well. It's like, but was it? You know, maybe it's radiation from being on so many airplanes and, you know, your mind goes crazy. And I finally was like, I have this belief. A courageous person dies once. A coward dies a thousand times. Let me wait and see what it is. I get up in the morning. Doc says, you have a tumor in your brain and we need to go do surgery immediately. I said, in my brain? He goes, well, in your pituitary, at the base of your brain. I said, wait a second. I said, I came in for a physical, but there's nothing wrong with me. He goes, yes, there is. I said, how do you know? He goes, I did a blood test. I said, a blood test told you this? He goes, well, I thought you must have a lot of growth hormone. I was like, how'd you figure that out? I'm six foot seven. I was five one in high school. I got hands bigger than your head and feet size 16. That's a breakthrough thought. What the hell has that got to do with anything? And he, he, he really got irritated. He goes, you have gigantism. He goes, there's a tumor in there and we need to do surgery. I said, well, slow down because of Jenny. I had studied a lot. You know, Mayo Clinic's then studies on, on second opinions. And I want your audience to hear this. 2017, Mayo Clinic started a new policy. They tell everybody to get a second opinion. You know why? 286 people they studied. Of the 286, only 12% of the time was the first diagnosis the same as the second one. That means 88% of the time it was different. And by having more than one diagnosis, they refined the diagnosis two-thirds of the time.
0: So I had that in my head
1: and I said, I need a second opinion, right? I had a different study before that, but that was the most latest. And the guy did not like that. He was, you know, kind of gruff, you know, not not the best bedside manner. And so I I just said, heck with it. I went off to do a seminar I was doing in South of France, but then, you know, got in my head. So I eventually did go do the scan and I saw the face of the person. I knew there was something wrong. And they said, yes, you have a tumor in there. It's swallowed part of itself up. It made me six foot seven and swallowed up, but it's still there. It's giving enormous. We need to operate immediately. Well, what are the side effects? Well, you could die, but that's less likely it can't happen, but your endocrine system will never be the same. You probably won't have much energy. And I say, well, to me, that's my life. My life is I'm an energized person. I energize humans. Energy is life. So I said, I'm going to get another opinion. I went to this doctor in Boston, an endocrinologist. He wanted to drug me, but he was totally sweet. He's like the opposite of this man. He goes, Tony, I know what you're going through. I know it's scary. and But he goes, you do have it, but do not do the surgery. That's way too risky. Go to Switzerland, and every six months, twice a year, you have this one injection, and then it won't make your heart valves, won't get too big, and you won't die. And I said, well, they're not too big now. And I had this when I was 17. I'm 32. He goes, I said, what if I did nothing, but I just measured every year? He goes, well, you could, but I'd feel better if you went and did the drug. I said, well, certainly has a price. What are their side effects in the drug? He goes, well, there don't seem to be six months later, the FDA outlawed that drug by the way, which I didn't take because it caused cancer. So I missed a bullet. I went to six other doctors. The last one says to me, Tony, you do have a huge amount of growth hormone, but he said, your recovery from what you do, these multi-marathon weekends, he said, it's insane how fast you recover. It's because of this growth hormone. I know, you know, guys that are athletes, and bodybuilders that spend 1200 bucks a month to get the growth hormone you get for free. So I was 32. I'm now 62. I've never had any side effects. I've measured it each year. And I'm really grateful. So it made me think differently. And here's the final reason I wrote the book more recently. Four years ago, a little more than four, I'm chasing like an idiot, a 22-hour professional snowboarder down the mountain who can do things I clearly did not have the skill to do, regardless of age. And I thought I broke my neck. The the wipeout was so bad, I tore my rotator cuffs severely. I've been in pain much of my life. It was nine nine pain. I could sleep an hour to, you know, an hour and fifteen minutes, two nights in a row. My body was breaking down. I went to all these doctors, everyone, surgery, surgery, surgery. But I said, okay, how long to recover? Four to six months. Well, I can't, you know, be on stage with one arm for four to six months. There's gotta be a better solution. And then they told me I might not be able to lift my shoulder all the way up. I might not, you know, it might tear again. So I went to Dr. Peter Demondis, who's a dear friend of mine and a partner in several businesses. He, he knows everybody in technology. I said, what about stem cells? He goes, talk to Dr. Bob Harari, who's now my other partner and co-author in the book. And Bob is a neurosurgeon, but he's also, one, 38 years ago, was one of the people who helped find what stem cells were and a genius in the area. So he sat me down, walked me through what to do. He said, Tony, I believe it'll change your life. So I went and did these stem cells, three days in a row, just IV. In the middle of all this, one of the doctors diagnosed me with spinal stenosis. I had pain my whole life, especially 14 years before that, forever. And he said, life as you know, it's over. You can't snowboard again. You can't jump. You can't run. One good hit, and you won't be able to walk. And it was like gut punch. So I go down to the stem cells. On day two, not only is my shoulder perfect, but I wake up with no pain in my spine for the first time in 14 years. I became a fanatic. And then I realized it was more than stem cells. We're in the middle of this absolute transformation of medicine that very few people know about because the wealthiest people in the world have access. The average person goes and gets standard of care. And so I wanted to know about it. And I learned so much because I got invited to go to you know speak at the Vatican and they do this four day process where the Pope brings in all the best doctors in the world. Cause he sees it as a miracle. It's not fetal tissue, obviously. And so I, I wasn't not dumb enough to just do the final session. I attended every session and I met like eleven-year-old boy at four was told he's you know had five percent chance of living. His sister gave him the stem cells. He's alive today. People that were sent home to hospice to die, and they went and did CAR T cells, and now they're totally alive today. I mean, just I said I got to write a book. I got to write a book for the general public that will teach them the best for peak performance, for energy and strength and vitality, and just things they can do that are simple. But also, what are the things they can do if they want to transform? And then, what are the things that are Real breakthroughs in heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, et cetera. And so that's why I put the book. And then we've donated 100% of the profits to Feeding America because I was fed when I was 11. My last three books, I've funded all of them without. So I said, I fed 42 million people over my lifetime. I was interviewing these billionaires for Money Master the Game I was writing. And then I'm watching Congress wipe out food stamps. It's called the SNAP program now and literally cut it by $6 billion, where every week they give up their food. So I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the money to the book. But I said, what if I could feed 50 million people in a year, like what I've done in my whole lifetime? What if I could feed 100 million? What if over 10 years, I could feed a billion people? So I partnered with Feeding America, and we're seven years into it. And we're at 850 million meals right now. So we're going to be early on feeding it. And this book is funding 20 million meals towards it. And then the balance is going to Alzheimer's, cancer, and heart disease. So I try to buy a book that would be the ultimate guidebook with your answers right now, what's happening, what's coming in the next two to three years. So you're ready for it. And the things that can really enhance the quality of your life for somebody you love. I mean,
0: it's unbelievable to be in your presence. And I think about <laughs> those moments and I'm. Yeah. I, it brought tears to my eyes because your life and your life force has loved so many people into life that if something would have happened to you,
1: so many people. I'm really grateful because I have five kids and five grandkids, but I have a 10-month-old daughter now, too. I so saw I have a 48-year-old that. daughter and a 10-month-old daughter, Giving give you an idea. So I always said to my wife, I don't want to have a child past 50, and I'm 60, yeah, I was 61 when my daughter was born this last year. And it's because I said, I want to go to a high school reunion at 70, and I'm going to go at 80. So I need this stuff to be 90, 100, 110, and be healthy and vital and strong. So I got lots of incentive.
0: And you will be here. And I read this book, and I just... I was like, am I really gonna read this whole book? And I couldn't put it down because so much right. of it, I was like, so let's talk about it. You say in this book that aging, right? Cause you were just talking about age. You're saying that it's actually even reversible and unlike taxes, it's not inevitable. Yes. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, again, none of this is my opinion. The entire book is based on Nobel laureates, scientists and the best in the area. So Dr. David Sinclair is one of the top longevity experts literally in the world today. And he is 53 chronologically, but he's 33 biochemically. I am 62 in a week or so here, you know, chronologically, but I'm 51 and I've only been doing what he teaches for the last year. So it literally can reverse it. They've taken animals who have lost their sight, who've, you know, the nerves are gone in their brain and use these, they're called Yamanaka factors, this is a technical term, it's in the book, but it's these genes that reverse the aging process and they're able to see again. They're doing gene therapy right now. There's a kid that won, America's Got Talent, who now can see because of gene therapy. You know, I'm sure you've heard about CRISPR where they're literally curing diseases that have never been cured by literally editing it right out of your genome. So we're living in the most incredible time you could ever imagine to be alive. But there are things that make a difference. I'll just give you three words, and you don't need to remember them. They're in the book, but I want to plant a seed with them. COVID, which so many people are concerned about, one of the biggest challenges with COVID is it goes and messes with your mitochondria. Those are the blast furnaces of energy in every cell of your body. That's how you stay alive. And they make something called ATP, the batteries. If you took cyanide, in 30 seconds you'd die. And the reason is it cuts off oxygen to those things. You have no source of energy, so everything stops, period. Well, the thing that makes that all go, that makes your furnaces go, is something, there's these master genes, they're called sirtuins, so you don't have to remember this, but think of seven master genes that do two amazing things. One, they turn on and off genes. People think their DNA is their destiny, it's not. Their DNA is the plan. Think of it like the piano, the piano player decides what to turn on or turn off, the epigenome and sirtuins are what make that happen. So when you have enough serotins, you're turning on the right genes. You don't age as rapidly. The inflammation is reduced in the body, which is the basis of most disease. And it fires up the mitochondria, which means you've got energy to spare, right? It does one other thing. As you age, your DNA gets corrupted by exposure to radiation and chemicals. And the longer you live, the more that accumulates. These sirtuins they need a fuel source also to keep them going. And their fuel source is called NED, plus, is the fuel source, but it drops off by 50% as you turn 50. So, right when you need it most, your DNA corruption is getting stronger, things break down, aging you, and your energy goes down, you're missing this incredible ingredient. Well, last word, something called N, like never, M mother N. NMN is the precursor that makes NAD work. It's what it comes from. You can buy it, it's made in your body. It drops by 50% at 50, but you can buy it. But if you go out, we went out to six companies, our firm did, and we did testing. We found zero NMN in any of the NMN products. And now, you know, some people are thieves, but I don't think it was thievery. The product breaks down in about 30 to 45 days. So by the time it gets here, it's pretty much gone. So here's what's really exciting. There's some NMN that does work, but there's a brand new molecule that's been created by a company called Mitrotech. And here's what happens when you give NMN for an animal, for example, say a mouse. If you take an old mouse, 70-year-old mouse is like a, it's a 70-year-old person. They can run one quarter of a kilometer and then they exhaust it. A young, powerful mouse can run four times much, a full kilometer. When they give the N for 14 days to a mouse, the old mouse, they run two to three kilometers, 200 to 300 times further than a young mouse can. Now you go, well, that's interesting, Tony, but my first thing was, you know, my studies don't always transfer to humans, but this is what's amazing. About two weeks ago on the Daily Mail, they did a story on it, but leaked. And about a month ago, it linked in Boston. For two years, this company has created this NMN that doesn't break down. It's a synthetic crystallized NMN. It's not a nutraceutical. They're taking it through the FDA. But they've been testing it on the special forces. And it's supposed to be top secret, but one of the commanders got so excited, he talked to somebody in the press. And here's what he shared. One. The most powerful men and women in the world, physically fit people, are seeing gigantic increases in their endurance, gigantic increases in their ability to build muscle when they need it, gigantic improvements in their cognitive capacity. So, you know, when these guys are working their tails off and then they got to use their mind when they're exhausted, that's one of the most important pieces. So, In the next 18 to 24 months, they believe they'll get final approval from the FDA, and this will be available to everybody. So imagine a way to boost all your energy, clean up your DNA. I mean, it's one of the secrets to life. So there's just one thing that's there that's coming right away. You can do things right now to increase your energy. There are dozens of things we teach in the book, but I just want to give you a sense of the power of what's there.
0: This conversation is absolute gold. But before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsors. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting because an interesting life can mean even greater refund. Luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right expert who has experience in your unique situation and can answer all your tax questions right from your phone or computer. Plus, they can even take care of the whole filing process for you. So whether you launch your own startup or you're working multiple jobs, you have different side hustles, and maybe you're juggling multiple incomes, an experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process or do your taxes for you from start to finish to get get... get you to the tax deductions that you deserve. Visit turbotax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it. TurboTax Live. I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is more than a store. Connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. For a free 14-day trial, go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase. Shopify is an amazing platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere. They give you the resources once reserved for big business, plus the tools to manage and drive sales. You end up with a great looking online store that brings your idea to life and opens the door to endless possibilities. I love how Shopify makes it easy to successfully run your own business. It's so empowering to be able to create and customize your own online store and start making those first sales. And you don't even need any coding or design experience. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. And every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You're going to gain the knowledge and confidence with resources to help you succeed. Plus with 24/7 support, you're never alone. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash dreamjob right now.
1: One other thing I want to mention. Most people, they don't even want to go for their physical. Like, you know, I would avoid a physical. What what am I going to get? He's going to look in my ears, my nose. He's going to make me cough. I don't like that part. You know, it's like it's the same stuff they did 80 years ago. And you wouldn't you know, buy a phone that was 10 years old or ever use one, right? Well, today there is tech that can save your life. That's why I wrote this book. I wrote it for you. But you know, I'm a father, a grandfather, and I have so many friends and I'm stage of life where every 10 days, somebody's calling me and saying somebody in their family got cancer or somebody's got Alzheimer's in a grandma. And I wanted to have those answers to help people. So, but the first place it starts is with diagnostics. So check this out. Cancer, the thing I was most scared about. You don't have to be scared of it anymore, but you do need to test. Here's what they, what they can tell you for sure. The Cancer Society did a study with 100,000 people, and they found if you catch something at stage three and four, I don't believe in statistics, we're all individuals, but their statistics show 80% chance you're going to die. 20% chance you can make it, but the odds aren't on your side. Now, that's average people. I, I know things you can do, and the things in the book, they turn that around. On the front side, if you catch something at stage one or two, 80 to 99% chance that you'll survive. So you want to catch something when it's little. Well, here's what's amazing. Almost everybody in this book, this book is stories of heroes, as you know, who've created these giant breakthroughs. Almost every man and woman in this group, scientists that created these breakthroughs or doctors, lost someone to cancer or heart disease or Alzheimer's. And it made them go crazy to say, I won't accept the standard of care. There's gotta be something better. And they spend decades to get to where we are now, where you can benefit from these things. So one of these people was the gentleman who started a blood test called Grail and they can test 50 different cancers. Most of the cancers that kill us are the ones we don't test because we find out too late, right? So most women will do a mammogram, you know, at some stage of life, you know, men and women both will do a, a colon test. But the ones we don't test are ones that are there. So what's unbelievable is 50 tests, one blood test, 50, and you can catch it before you have any symptoms. And then an MRI can test things that they can't reach, like the brain across the brain, blood-brain barrier. We had a man who came in one of our Fountain Life Centers. We have these centers all over the country and came in just the other day. And his wife pushed and pushed him. He'd been through a traditional physical and he'd done your analysis, and there was nothing wrong. But sure enough, when we did the GRAIL test and follow up with the MRI, He had cancer in his bladder, but it was early, like before just beginning stage one, it was an outpatient process that took 20 minutes and he's completely cancer free and no worries versus not catching it and finding out later. There's a um, test, you know, heart disease that's the number one killer for both men and women. And one of my partners called me about seven months ago and he says, Tony, he goes, you've got to come check this out. We are the first to have this He goes, it's the first true breakthrough in the last 10 years in cardiology. I said, well, what is it? He said, you've had a CT test, right? I said, yeah. He said, when he tests that, they're looking to see how much plaque is built up in your body, how much calcium. And it's really hard to read, even for a great doctor. It's grayed out. There's this new study in this new form. It has an AI that literally digitally opens all of your veins and arteries, goes in and can tell... What if that plaque is hardened calcium, which means it's totally healthy, it's healed, you have nothing to worry about, versus soft, which can break off and be the widowmaker that gives you a stroke or a heart attack. They can predict a heart attack five years in advance and show you what to do to avoid it. So I said, I'm in, I'm coming. And my father-in-law is with me, he was here at the house, and he was just about to turn 80, and everybody's telling him, you know, you're getting older, arrange your affairs, and he was like a vibrant guy, but I could see that energy dropping. So I said, Pops. I said, Dad, why don't you come with me? I'm going to go do this. We're both old enough that we're going to have some soft plaque. But let's find out what it is, and they'll show us what to do. And I said, better for us to find out. He goes, all right, I'm in. So we go. And my father-in-law was like a lumberjack has zero plaque. I mean, he is completely healthy at 80 years old. I mean, it was ridiculous. And he was so proud of himself, right? His whole entire beam changed, right? His attitude mindset changed. And then we have these techniques that I write about in the book. You've read about them, where like for pain and problems, like I had an ankle I hurt on stage two decades ago. I wouldn't even let somebody massage it because the nerves would just go up my leg like electricity. And I, they go in, they use an ultrasound. It takes five minutes. They can see where the problem is. And then they inject this amnio fluid, same thing you were born with. And it opens up the tissues and releases the nerve. Never a problem with his ankle cinch. You can smack it, do anything. So my father had a problem with his you know, walk on his hip. So it took 20 minutes. They found the ultrasound, found the problem, solved the problem. Immediately get up and starts walking perfectly. So we get to the airplane. It's my favorite part of the experience. He's sitting across to me. He's got his arms uh, crossed. And he says, you know, Tony, These people talk about living to 110, 120. I don't know if I'd buy that, but my heart's perfect and I can walk perfectly. He goes, you know what? I could live to be hundred. That's only 20 years. 20 years is another lifetime. You've only been married to my daughter for 22 years. He goes, it's incredible. His entire world changed. So you can do that with tests for Alzheimer's. You can do that hormones. Most women know hormone replacement therapy, but that's menopause. And that's when it's so far down the line. Now they have hormone optimization therapy, men and women. We don't need to wait till we're breaking down to find answers that can transform our life.
0: It's amazing. I just keep saying crazy. It's so crazy. And then I'm reading this book and all of these people, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And then what you talk about, which blew my mind. I didn't know that I knew that obesity was part of what was, was a factor for COVID. I didn't know, as you said, that anxiety. And so one of the things that I don't know anyone who's more of a master at helping us, why live to have a quality to have a beautiful state right to live this yeah. life fully you talk about how people with positive attitudes live 7 years longer you talk about you're 44% more likely to recover if you are a positive person and this thing about living positively and not having anxiety if that really affects our health tell us a little bit about how we can how we can be in that place then
1: well, first of all, the CDC, this blew my mind. I put the study in the book because most people wouldn't believe it. The number of risk factor of dying of COVID outside being 80 years old, you know, it's mostly age, is being overweight, right? 79.8%, 80% of the people that die are overweight or obese. And people don't realize the impact it has. But number two... According to the CDC, this isn't me making up these stories saying positive people live this way. But the CDC says fear and anxiety is number two risk of death because when we're afraid, we stop breathing. Our blood pressure changes, everything explodes. And the media hasn't exactly helped this. They're good people, but they know if it bleeds, it leads, right? So they got the death numbers up they used to every day until it got old, right? You know, it's like so much fear in our world right now. And so that does not help. But what they found is, Changing your psychology can change everything. And let's start with drugs themselves. Most people are familiar with the placebo effect. That was discovered by a doctor during World War II. It was actually discovered by a nurse. The doctor ran out of morphine. And if you don't get morphine, these guys go into shock and they die, not to mention the pain. And his nurse, in a moment of desperation, grabbed a saline solution and said, let me give this morphine and gave it to these people. And none went into shock and all of them got out of pain and they got no morphine. He was so blown away that when he came back from the war, he was the first one at Harvard that started studies where they would compare a drug's effectiveness to something that was inert, basically a placebo. But they discovered something more. Placebos are sometimes more effective than drugs themselves, right? And the size of the intervention changes your certainty and your biochemistry changes. So if I give you a small pill versus a big pill, a big red pill versus an injection gets a bigger result. They even do false surgeries. The VA did a study on people doing knee surgeries and they took a third of the people and did fake knee surgeries. So they cut them open, sewed them back up. The nurses didn't know the difference that so were treating them afterwards. And two years later, the people that had no surgery but thought they had surgery, We're doing 70% better than the ones who had the surgery. No pain, mobility. So they stopped funding it. They don't fund that surgery anymore because they found it was more in your head that made the difference. And it's even more than that. Harvard did a study where they gave people blue pills and they said, this is an amphetamine. This is going to speed you up. They didn't give them a placebo. They gave them a real drug, but it was a barbiturate, which physiologically has to slow you down. And their biochemistry sped up it defeated the drug just by the mindset. They did the opposite with a red pill and you know, gave them the opposite and saw the opposite reaction. And then there have been several studies, one done by an expert at Harvard, where they took people away to the Catskills in their 70s, designed everything for, from thirty 40 years earlier, radio shows, TV shows, pictures on the wall, told them to speak everything in the first person as if it was that time. I think it was two weeks long. They came back, everything changed. Their eyesight improved. Their blood pressure drop. Everything reduced to a different level. So we completely underestimate the power of the mind. But how do you take control of it? You start to realize that there's three decisions you're making every moment of your life. Your audience is making it right now. They can test it right now, see if it's true. These three decisions, unfortunately, are not always made consciously, meaning 48% of what we do as humans is habitual. So out of habit, we do things that we don't even realize we're doing it. So here's the first decision we can make consciously or we make unconsciously. And that is, what are you going to focus on? Focus creates feeling. If you focus on the worst case scenario, even if it's not true, you're going to feel sick to your stomach. Like when I was thinking I had cancer, right? If you focus on the greatest example, or as a parent, you worry about your kid and then you get there and they're totally fine, right? We've all experienced this. But when it's happening, it's so real in your body, the fear is so real... Because focus equals feeling. Well, there's patterns of focus that if you change them, they instantly change your life. So let me give you three your audience can test right now. And you can test the two, Kathy. The first pattern is we all focus on both what's missing from our life and what we have. But we tend to spend more time in one of those two categories. And I'd ask your audience right now for themselves, just honestly, there's no right or wrong. Do you tend to focus more on what's missing or what you have? What would you say, Kathy?
0: Since being in your world, (laughs) um, I've been practicing focusing on what I have, but I think the ego believes in the illusion of scarcity. And so it's around us all the time and you get pulled into that. So we focus on lack.
1: Most people, when I ask in a seminar with 15,000 people, 80% of the people, and these are usually people that come because they want to make their life better. They're not lazy, they're achievers, but achievers tend to keep looking. What's, what's not working so they can make it better. But if you never focus on what you have, Only on what you're missing, how can you ever sustain happiness? That's why achievers get on this treadmill, they achieve more and more, but they're less and less happy, right? So you have to learn, and I show people how to condition yourself. Like what's wrong is always available, so is what's right. You know, it's just a matter of where your focus is. That's not positive thinking, it's intelligence for your own biochemistry. So here's a second pattern. Do people tend to focus more on what they can control or can't control? In my audience, most people focus on what they can control. That's why they come to a seminar. They're looking for ways to take control of their body, their mind, their business, their finances, their family, whatever. But most people in the culture, especially with COVID, there's so much you can't control, literally. It's like that's their focus. Well, what do you think happens when someone's constantly focusing on what's missing and what they can't control? They're going to have anxiety. They're going to be stressed. They're going to be angry. They're going to be frustrated or they're going to be depressed or all the above. And we've seen what's happened when people are put in isolation for all these months, right? All those things have come up because they feel out of control, and they're seeing all the things that are missing. But there are people in the middle of COVID who have really thrived. They have a different pattern of focus, right? And then the third one is, do you tend to focus more on the past, present, or future? And, of course, focusing on the past you can't control rarely helps. Achievers tend to focus on the future, and then they miss the now with their kids or with their life. So the ideal is focusing on the now and anticipating the future using the past as a resource for something that's positive rather than negative. But here's what happens. I ask my audience all the time. I'll say 15,000 people, stadium. Raise your hand if you know somebody who takes antidepressants and they're still depressed. 80% of the room raises their hand. I said, how's that possible? Because all, you know, antidepressant does, first on the side of it, it says create suicidal thoughts. That's a clue. But all it can do is change your biochemistry and numb you. It doesn't deal with the source of the problem, which is you're always focusing on what's not there, what you don't have, what you can't control. And so when you change, I could give you a dozen patterns. Just those three patterns, you have a different life. And so the people that do it get incredible results. You know, I was approached by Stanford because, you know, I'm sure you've seen suicides have gone through the roof. We've had the largest number of overdoses on drugs last year in our entire history as a country. And it's like people feeling out of control, not knowing you do, and trying to escape. I understand. But, you know, the traditional approach to deal with depression is to go see a psychiatrist and they put you on a variety of drugs and they try to figure out which drugs work. And if you read the meta-studies, and then these were brought to me by Stanford University because they wanted to work with me, and they said, here's what the meta-studies show. You know, 40% of the people who get therapy with drugs and cognitive therapy, obviously, often added to it, get any improvement. 60% don't improve at all across the meta studies, multiple studies. And then of the ones that do improve, it's not like they all get cured. On average, they have 50% less depressed. So 50% improvement. Some do higher, some do lower. And the only thing that's done better than that in history was a couple years ago, Johns Hopkins did a study using psilocybin, an illegal drug. And they did it for a month with people, multiple sessions and cognitive therapy. And they had the greatest breakthrough in the history of depression. They had 53% of the people 30 days later without symptoms. There's nothing like it that's ever happened. So the Stanford people said, we've, you know, we've seen all these people go to your events. You know, we've heard all these stories, but they're not science driven. Would you be willing to let us do our own studies on your programs? And I said, of course. So they came in and they took my six day date with destiny seminar and they recruited people that were clinically depressed And they took one half of the group and put them in a, you know, control group where they did uh, gratitude journaling. Because a lot of the people at Stanford said that Tony Robbins guy, that's all, it's positive thinking. And they want to prove it's not bad. So they, you know, a lot of psychiatrists use positive psychology and gratitude journaling is a good little tool. But at the end of 30, there was some improvement in the 30 days are right back where they were. The people went to the seminar, by the way, uh, of the people that went to the seminar, 17% of them were having suicidal thoughts. At the end of 30 days, not a single person, 100% of the people had no suicidal thoughts and were free of depression, but also no suicidal thoughts in the 17% that had suicidal ideation. It's unbelievable. So the study just been, uh, they published one study on my weekend seminar that you've been through showing they did it on my digital seminar. They took people for a four-day seminar. They test them before and after, saw what the changes were. reduction in negative emotion, 55% increase in positive emotion, and 11 months after that weekend, they tested them again in the middle of COVID, same results. So there's been some really cool science to show that you can train your biochemistry, you can train your nervous system to produce lasting change. And that's really what I've been doing most of my life.
0: It's unbelievable. It really, really is, and I've I've lived it and I've seen it. That's yeah, you've been to events. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to your cassette tapes since I'm 16, <laughs> and the ask a different question. I mean, you're just like, it's incredible, as you say, suffering is not in the facts; it's the perception of the facts. You got it. Brilliant really at this. So, your what you just said. What's one thing that people listening right now? can think about in order to live in a beautiful state so that we don't have to suffer. It's unnecessary how much suffering there is.
1: I think it's it's identifying, and I talk about, explain this in the book in more depth, but it's identifying that there's certain emotional states that when you're in them, you do the right thing. They, these are high energy states, love, passion, courage, determination, laughter, humor. There's so many. So you could call those Peak states. When you're in a peak state of mind, you have peak performance. You're better with your your kids. You're better with your husband or your wife. You're better in your business, right? It's common sense. And I've been showing people the ways to change that in a few seconds for decades. That's what I do. But on the other side, we all have emotions that are low energy emotions. Worry, sadness, anger, resentment, frustration, depression, loneliness, overwhelm, right? And those low energy states, when you go in them, your brain doesn't function the same way. Then more the survival brain comes out and you tend to overreact to things. You don't, you're not your best self. Most of us have like snapped at somebody and then afterwards, I'm so sorry. It wasn't them. It was the state you're in. So one thing is making the decision that life is too short to suffer because all those low states, it's like, yeah, but everybody experiences them. Well, you're not everybody. You can live like everybody. Most people are overweight. Most people are unhappy in their relationship. Most people are not earning what they want. That's all true. I'm not an idiot. But I spent my life focusing on the few who do versus the many who don't. Like, there are people that have extraordinary relationships. They have extraordinary health. They have extraordinary families. They're extraordinarily happy, and it's not BS. And they're doing things different than the average person. So you don't want to study the average. You want to study the best and take that. So that's basically what I've done for years. So one is making the decision that says, I'm going to catch myself, because the way you get out of anger, frustration, and suffering is through appreciation. Instantly, the minute you appreciate something, it could be something the smile on your daughter's face. It could be just remembering that you got health and vitality and you still have no choices. It could be anything you could properly think of. Anytime you focus on something you appreciate, your entire biochemistry changes. So gratitude, and you're, you're a person that clearly practices it, It's such a basic emotion. Why do I do it? I have a daily practice, you know, and I I call it priming, and I do it for ten minutes, and it includes three minutes of pure gratitude. Three moments I focus on that I'm grateful for, but I don't remember them like that. I remember like I'm there, and it changes your biochemistry. And the reason I use gratitude is because the two emotions that mess our lives up most are anger and fear. Mm -hmm. That'll mess up your relationship. That'll mess up your kids. That'll mess up your your emotions. That'll mess up your body. It'll mess up your finances but you can't be angry and grateful simultaneously. So it's the cure. You can't be worried and grateful simultaneously. So most people have a highway to stress and a dirt road to happiness. And what I show people is how to rewire themselves to have a highway to happiness and a dirt road to stress. And part of that is learning to use your body differently. Like I'm not telling people to be like me. Everybody has their own style. But if I spoke to you and said, I want to share this with you. It's really important. I wrote this 700-page book that I want you to read. <laughs> you know, you be like, "Oh my God!" Right? So, just a slight increase in the tempo of your voice, or like somebody when they're depressed, where are their shoulders? Down. Where's their head? Down. They talk quiet or loud? They're quiet, right? How's their breathing? Full or shallow? Shallow. You take that same person. You change their shoulders. You change the breath. You change the tempo of the movement in their voice, even slightly. And their entire biochemistry changes. So a couple simple daily practices, as little as 10 minutes. And by the way, anybody who's listening can go to TonyRobbins.com forward slash priming, priming, like priming. It's free. I'll give you a video, shows you what you can do for 10 minutes a day. It's also in the book. But I just want you to know, you can make changes in your life that can be long-term from some small changes that start creating a new momentum for you.
0: It's amazing. And you're incredible. I don't. There's no good word for you. There's just no good <laughs> word. None of them do. They don't suffice. This is the last question I'm going to ask you, which is, we you talked about suicide, and when Deepak Chopra was here last week, he said the number two cause of death in kids and teenagers is suicide. That's right. And the number one pain point. This is why I have to ask you because I asked my audience what's the number one thing you want me to ask him the number one pain point is people not believing that they're good enough, not believing that they, that they think they're a fraud, imposter syndrome. And I said to Deepak, what's the meaning of life? And he said, knowing who you are and who you are is not ego. It's that you're part of this one self. And when I leave your, your work or your book, or I have a, a, an experience with you, it's like, I know who I am. I'm in state. Yeah. Everyone who listens to this show, I can tell you the reason that they're sad is they're in ego and they don't, they don't feel good enough. So when someone's caught in that place of forgetting who we actually are, in flow, and we're I don't I'm not good enough, I'm not this enough. How do you help that person unwind that imposter syndrome?
1: Well, first of all, the imposter syndrome is a new syndrome, right? It's the new the throw all for everybody. It's the thing they have, and it, it's bull. It's just fear. Everyone on earth has two fears. Uh, you know, we're fear of success, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of pain, fear of the unknown. But below all those fears is the fear that we're not enough. And the deeper fear is if we're not enough, we won't be loved. And love is the oxygen of the soul. So, you know, why do we have that fear? There's nothing wrong with you. It's part of being human. Some animals are born and there's no mother or father there. They leave an egg, you break out. And God, the universe, evolution has given them claws or teeth or coverage so no one recognizes them. And that's their evolutionary advantage. Other animals are born and there's someone there to serve and nurture you in the early days, because you can't survive without them. You're a bird, mom and dad make the nest, they go feed you. But the period of dependency is short for a bird. A couple of weeks, pff, get your ass out there and swim, right? You know, go out and fly, whatever it is, right? If it's a duck or it's a bird or whatever. But humans have the longest dependency period of any other creatures on the planet, other than other chimpanzees or apes, that genre. So if you left a baby in the forest without the parents, they die, right? And how long are we dependent? Three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, a year, five years. These days, 32 years, right? It's just kind of crazy. So we have this feeling that in the beginning, we have unconditional love because every mother and father gets it too, as we get these drugs called oxytocin. When a woman's pregnant and you're the mom or you're the dad, you get them. gets get a lot more of it. That's why they can't leave the baby. That's why they think their baby like, looks like a lizard, but they think the baby is beautiful. Everybody else thinks the baby looks like a lizard. No, my baby's the most beautiful thing on earth because they're drugged. But that makes us take care of our kids until they can grow and expand. So we all have a moment when we discover we not enough. In the beginning, what did you have to do to get love? Nothing. Burp your love. Crap your pants, your love, you know, scream your love. But then there's a day when the oxytocin wears off, you do the same thing and now you get yelled at or smacked or worse, ignored. And so we all have this thing we've adapted to. Some people are a little kid, this happens and they, you know, they try to crawl or walk and then all, all of them pays attention. Oh my God, Johnny's walking and the an achiever's born. And the rest of their life, they're proving to themselves they're enough by achieving. Some people like, it's the opposite. No one pays attention and finally they go, pfft. <clears throat> And they make a noise and somebody laughs. And a comedian's board. Something like if you have a dog and you leave them at home, sometimes they get pissed and they pee all over everything. Well, you know, if you don't give attention to a child for doing something good, they'll do something bad. And so the rest of their life, they're creating problems. Some people get wounded and cry. So someone comes to help them. And they're doing that when they're 35. So we all have this fear. Get rid of this bull imposter syndrome. It is a term somebody made up and everybody's got it. Because everybody's afraid they're not enough. The way out of it is stop focusing on you. But you know, you're gonna discover who you are. Serve others. Step out of yourself. Because as long as you're in this mind, the mind plays games. The heart and soul knows better. The heart and soul knows what's real. So to me, the solution it's like it's like public speaking. I hear people all the time say, "Oh gosh, how do you do that? Aren't you afraid?" And, well, no, I've been at it for you know a few decades, so no, I'm not afraid. But I wasn't even in the beginning because of one thing. And I tell this to people all the time who are having difficulty. I've never been focused on me. When I get up there, I go up there to serve. The reason the 12 hours go by is I'm seeing and feeling everybody and I'm feeling what's needed. I'm out there. I'm not in here. If I was in here evaluating, how am I doing? My ego would show up. It'd be about me, but because I care so much and I can feel everybody and they can feel I'm with them. It's like, if someone's talking to you and then they're in their head trying to think about stuff, you lose the connection, but I'm out here. And when you're out here, there's nothing to fear. And then when you can do something, it's meaningful. And there's always somebody worse off than you are. That's why I started feeding people, even when we were in trouble. My mom tells a story. My mom's passed now. But people say, when did he start being this way? You know, like about people, because I just love people so much. And like, he's always that way. She goes, I sent him when I was, I guess, four and a half years old. She was pregnant with my brother. We lived in a really, you know, down in the hood, basically, in L.A. And our house was on this... Avenue and right beside was a liquor store. So my mom gave me money to go buy, uh, I think it was bread and milk. It was, we had very little money at that stage. And I didn't come back for a long time, but I guess I came back and mom says, Where's the bread and milk? I said, Well, there's a poor boy there. So I gave him the money. My mom said, We're poor, right? She used to tell people that story. But I'm wired that way. You know, I'm just, it's a gift as far as I'm concerned. And sometimes it's hard because it's hard to turn it off. But it's why I still do what I do. I don't have to work another day of my life, but this is my mission. So I I just want people to know you can rewire yourself for anything. You can wire yourself to be angry or sad or loving or excited. But you don't have to, if you are feeling like an imposter, you need to do something to get better and grow and expand. So you're not an imposter. But also along the way, you got to be less focused on you and focused on serving. Then you're not an imposter if you get the result for another human being. And that result could be, bringing joy or happiness or helping to heal. There's so many things we can do. You don't have to have all the skills to even do it. But human beings, when they're in their head, they're dead. So the way out of your head is through good service. It's through acts of service. It's like, I think love is an act, right? Don't tell me how loving you are. If you're really loving, do something, right? And if you do something, I'm not here. And then the other thing happens is like you start to see the good you're doing because you're not doing it to get something. But after a while, it accumulates back. It's like you can't help and love on so many people without it coming back to you tenfold. It doesn't always come back from the person you help. Sometimes it hits you in the back of the head from somebody you don't even know. But this imposter syndrome is the biggest joke on the planet. All it is is being selfish, focusing on yourself, beating yourself up, talking about what you're not, telling other people how you feel. It just means you lack courage. And when I say lack courage, it means you're just not using it. Everybody's afraid. Here's what I can tell you. I've worked with kings and queens. I've worked with every living president and three past presidents are no longer with us. I've worked with the greatest athletes. I've worked with the winners of Academy Awards and Grammys and everything you can imagine, billionaires. I've never met anybody who doesn't have a place where they don't feel like they're not enough. It's just, you may not be feeling it right now, but something can trigger. I'm not old enough. I'm too young. I don't, I'm not rich enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not whatever. The way out of that is stop focusing on you and focus on serving. You don't feel that way when you're really serving. If you're serving and thinking about how you're doing, then you're still in you. But if you're out here, the game's over. And when you do that enough, it changes your identity. And there's a point where you can't deny that you are who you are. You're not perfect, but you're, you're a good human being. And there's a lot to be proud of in yourself. And so go to work. Stop talking about this crap. Stop telling everybody about your imposter syndrome. Stop making excuses. Go immerse yourself in good things, good books, good audio. Because if you don't feed your mind every day, you know, weeds grow automatically. You don't have to work on weeds. My teacher, Jim Rohn, used to say that. Said so you, you got to plant the seed. Every day, you got to read 30 minutes. Or listen to audio for 30 minutes. I don't mean the stuff that comes to you to your phone, clickbait. I mean something you consciously select to make yourself stronger physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Do that five days a week, 30 minutes a day. Don't miss a meal. Do your 30 minutes. You won't have any imposter syndrome.
0: You should be required listening for every human being on the planet. (laughs) Period. End of the story. You are a gift. Your legacy is your... You, the amount of humility and kindness that you're even showing to me, I was so intimidated. I was like, he's Tony Robbins. Why am I on Zoom with him? And <laughs> no, you're no, like, me. you treat me like I'm another soul. Like you, that is so, oh, That's, incredible. Who you are, that's right? so, but you, that's, that's not how most people are. So well, and, God and, bless and I, think, you. I think
1: the ones that do that, they're missing out on the greatest gift of life because what is the quality of your life? It's the quality of your relationships. And it's not just the ones close to you. It's whoever you meet and you know, our country is so divided right now over so many issues. Oh but I think the one thing we have in common is we want the best for our children. We want the best for our family. We want to be healthy. We want to be strong. And it's like we all have different ways of how to go do that. And I think we've all lost people we love. And if we haven't lost them, we will. And all that, you know, gets rid of all the BS and brings you to what matters most. What matters most is love. What matters most is a meaningful life. And that comes from growing and giving. There's no replacement for it.
0: Thank you for being you every day. Thank and you. tell us where we can get the book. Tell us where we can find everything and come to every single seminar ever.
1: <laughs> well, you can, go, you can go to any bookstore, Amazon, or you can go to TonyRobbinsLifeForce.com. If you go there and you can order to Amazon or anybody else, but we give you a bunch of bonuses that I've created for people that want to act because the book comes out tomorrow.
0: Everybody loves you. I don't even know Thank what you. to you say. Have,
1: you have showered me too much praise. You Thank are you, so
0: the best. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That was just such a treat in so many ways. He is undeniably one of the most impactful people in the world. Here are the takeaways. Number one, we live in the most incredible time you can ever imagine to be alive. Number two, your DNA is not your destiny. Number three, focus creates feeling. Focus on what's right, not what's wrong. Number four, life is too short to suffer. Number five, the way out of anger, frustration, and suffering is through appreciation. Practice gratitude every day. Number six, make small changes that create new momentum for you in the long term. You can rewire yourself to be anything. Number seven, imposter syndrome is just a load of BS. The way out of not feeling enough, the way out of your head is to step out of yourself. You discover who you are by serving others. Number eight, you don't have to be perfect in order to be a good human being. There's a lot to be proud of in that. Number nine, what matters most is love. What matters most is a meaningful life that comes from growing and giving. There's no replacement for it. All right. Now I want to give a shout out to some of our amazing alumni. Georgiana said, I launched my podcast last Wednesday with the trailer and first episode. I'm at 500 downloads. I honestly have no idea what is good or measurable, but just launching not to crickets felt pretty great. Congrats, Georgiana. You should be so proud of yourself. That's incredible. There's so many good souls out there hearing your message already. And I know it's just going to grow from here. Keep going. Keep sharing your voice. I'm so excited for you. You can all go give Georgiana some love and listen to her show. It's called In The Calm Podcast. All right, here's the next one. Teresa said, I launched my podcast two episodes so far, and I have over 280 downloads so far. My niche is parents of children with special needs, so it's a small specialized group, but the feedback is so good, and I feel like I'm stepping into what I was meant to do. Teresa, that's amazing. I love that you're focusing on serving that community and taking in the feedback and claiming what you're here to do. I can't wait to see where this is going to take you. So please keep us posted. You can all go check out Teresa's podcast. It's called Safe Harbor. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I know that there's so much you could be doing with your time, but it's Tony Robbins and we have so many other amazing people coming on. It's hard to believe, but Deepak Chopra is going to be here in a couple of weeks. So You definitely don't want to miss it. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us wherever you listen. There are so many great conversations coming up. And if you know somebody who you think would be inspired by this conversation, somebody who loves Tony's work, then definitely post about this in your Instagram and tag me at Kathy.Heller and tag Tony Robbins at Tony Robbins so that he can see how much this resonated with you. And lastly, if you want to join me for these incredible 16 weeks in the made for millions accelerator, this is for you. This is your moment. So many people felt frustrated that the doors closed to abundant ever after. It is so lit in there, you guys. We had our first week this week and people are just literally, the energy is through the roof. They're so full. They're so excited. They feel the expansion already. That is already closed. The doors are closed to that, but Made for millions is open now. It is being sold separately. It is separate from Abundant Ever After. Those in Abundant Ever After got that as well. But you guys can purchase Made for Millions separately. It is 16 weeks of set of 20 sessions with me and some of the brightest women I know coaching you. The mindset and business strategy is going to be second to none. You will see the synchronicities, the path will be unfolding as i said and you are going to be walking right into all of this magic if you want to join us you can go to kathyheller.com slash millions and grab your seat because it's going to be awesome and you're not going to want to miss out on these conversations live on zoom where you're going to be able to ask questions to morgan harper nichols martha beck candace nelson jerisha hawk natasha hemingway terry cole It's an unbelievable list. If you want to go see more of who's going to be a part of this, go to kathyheller.com slash millions. I can't wait to see you in there. It's going to be so epic. I'll leave you guys with a song. Have an awesome weekend.